an influencer lash artist is a different target than we do because our target audience is the client that comes in for her getting her lashes done. The influencer's target client is you. <laughs> it's you. They're trying to attract you and they're doing a good job because they are attracting you and you're like, oh man, I wish I was that. I wish I was doing what they're doing. Yeah. Because they're attracting you. Hello, my lovely learners. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, guys. We are here in Lashcast Studios. As always, excited to be here and hang out with you for another day. Yes. How are you, Tess? I'm really excited because as we're preparing for this podcast, I'm like, yes, this is what we need to talk about. This is burning in my soul because sometimes Instagram burns with a lot of pressure. No, I think... For you, I know, you really don't enjoy Instagram at all, right? Can I say it is a double-edged sword? Because it's like looking at a a People magazine, Gossip magazine, or Us, or something like that. It's really delicious sometimes to look. Visually, sometimes the pictures are amazing. It's kind of neat to see what people are doing. But then the bitterness can start creeping in. You know, like when you look at people, like a Gossip magazine, it feeds the soul in a bad way. And then you start feeling bad about yourself. And that can happen with Instagram. Yeah, it's like eating... Junk food. Like one bit of candy tastes good. A 50 of them, you feel like garbage. You're yeah. just like, holy mackerel, I'm going to throw up. Yeah, because you walk away and not only have you wasted a lot of time, you've invested a lot of heart. And then you're walking away and you feel this pit of discontentment. Yeah. The discontentment can grow in your heart. And then you begin to look at your own life and your own surroundings and think it doesn't look like all those successful people yeah. on Instagram. We're going to talk about that and Instagram, why you're doing it, what you're doing, and hopefully relieve some pressure because I know that most people I talk to, one of the things they're most stressed about besides just getting clients is their Instagram stresses them out. So we're going to just do a little, I guess, mind shift. Mind shift. Yeah, a little mind shift. But before we do that, I just want to first say thank you to everyone who bought tickets from LashCon. Guys, we almost sold half our tickets. We sold out the VIP tickets. So at this point, we have the standard business ticket only. By the way, that's still a kick-butt ticket. Don't feel like, oh, I got the crappy ticket. Now LashCon's going to be horrible. You get access to almost everything that you do with VIP, except you, there's one cocktail party, the VIP cocktail party you don't get to go to. So. And the extra swag bag. Yeah, but... But I, let me tell you, the yeah. swag bag that you're going to get is so huge anyway. Yeah. It's going to be like, wow. Trust me, it's so worth it. And you just saved $300, okay? So don't panic if you're not getting the VIP. We don't have secret VIP tickets, by the way. I know some people are reaching out. Hey, do you have any extra? No, I don't have secret VIP tickets. Unless somebody returns it, then we'll have one or yeah. <laughs> something like that. But just don't wait because don't wait. we didn't expect them to go this fast. And we do expect that the standard tickets will sell out. Now we know, I would almost with certainty say we're going to completely sell out this year. So just get your ticket and get over with. And by the way, it's a four payment plan. If you can't afford the $800 or $700 right now, you can divide your payments into four. So you only pay like $180 first and then you have 90 more days to pay the rest of the money so it comes out to 180 190 over four months so that's super friendly it's for less budget. painful right yeah yeah so anyhow that's that hopefully you will join us in pasadena on november 5th through the 7th by the way we do have add-ons this year that's a new thing that we're doing so you can augment or add to your event and these are all pre-events these are all happening on friday and saturday the main event happens saturday afternoon evening 
on the 5th all the way till Monday evening with Last Anarchist Party uh, afterwards, like the after party. But if you want to come and get some training, your business or doing lashes, we have stuff like the day one ticket, which is amazing. We have two amazing speakers. Go to our website. You can read more about that. Evening, we have Lash Booth Collective, which is a three really cool brands coming together to teach business. And then in the morning, we have this thing called Lash Lab, which is basically just a chance for you to learn from Tusney, Ali Lilly from the Lash Anarchist, Auto Mitter, and Anna from Designer Pro. All four of them are going to be teaching classes, and they're only like 150 and you get a certificate at the end. So at least I know two of them you get a certificate. I should check with the other ones if you do <laughs> before I promise. I'm sure that they will. So anyhow, that said, that's all going well. So buy your tickets. Thank you, everyone who's already pl- signed up. Did you have Yes, I, one more quick thing. Yeah. Don't dawdle in getting your accommodations because the hotel has sold up before. And it's not it the end of the world yeah. if it does. It's just you have to go to another place and the party really is at the Hilton. Yeah, everything's at the Hilton other than one event, which we're getting buses, party buses to drive us to. But otherwise, everything's at the Hilton, so it's easier. But there's a Hyatt, there's a Sheraton, and there's a Weston within five minutes. And then there's distance. also some little bargain motels, which are yeah, you probably have to Uber you have a over. little farther, yeah, a mile or two away. Yeah. So anyhow, that's all that. Tessa's lash design or lash retention and styling class. We just have what do we have? We have two coming up. One in May in New York. We have a couple spots left, and then we're back here in Los Angeles. In early June, we have May 14th, 15th in New York and June 5th through the 6th in Los Angeles. So if you want to get long-lasting lashes and really a different way of approaching lashing, sign up today and we will see you there. All right, let's get into today. Today, what we want to do is talk about Instagram because really, I think a lot of us bear this huge burden. I, I, it just this weight. It's just and it's called Instagram and it, it, you feel like this need to perform and to outperform and to outshine and you're just trying to build a little business where you serve hopefully three to five clients a day, maybe three, four, five times a week, and you're wasting, I think, a lot of time. Or wasting a lot of agony and heart on it because you think, I'm not a supermodel. I'm not thin enough. I don't have a really fancy car. In fact, maybe I don't even have a car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Or maybe you live in a box under the bridge. <laughs> yes. Living in a box under a bridge, doing lashes. Yes. Alone in a room. Exactly. Alone in a room. Yeah. So, yeah, you maybe don't have those things to show off. Because, really, you are a mom, and you have kids, and you're living, really, I think, the American dream, right? You're just trying to do the everyday things. And now you go online, and you see influencers, and you see big brands or big people that you look up to and everyone seems to worship. And you're like, that's, I'm not, that's not me. I can't do that. You see luxury bags and luxury cars and, and vacations, luxury and, trips and yeah. things that are so aspirational. And they're nice. And I, I mean, yeah, if you can do it, great. But you made other choices. You decided that wasn't the life that you were going to pursue. Maybe because you like having kids. You have a husband, you have family. And if you have two or three kids, you can't go off to Tahiti you know, twice a year and vacation. That's just not part of the thing. You get to go camping, mm-hmm. <laughs> which by the way, is not a bad thing. It just doesn't look as sexy on the Instagram. Like here we are around the campfire. It's like, okay, that's dirty. There's bugs. You yeah. Know. Maybe you choose to sacrifice for your partner's dreams. Yeah. Maybe you're the one that's being the breadwinner so that they can go to school or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe you're taking care of somebody else and you have more on your plate than you can handle. Yeah. I know people in our age group who are now beginning to take care of their parents. That's what their job is. Their parents raised them, loved them, and now their job is to care for their parents. And that takes away a lot of freedom. It takes a lot, away, a lot of options. So whatever it is, guys, I just want to, first of all, I want to remind you, why are you doing Instagram? What is Instagram really for? 
Well, Instagram is really for attracting clients, right? That's what you want to use it for. But the problem is you're not going to get most of your clients through Instagram. Mm. You're really not. I have met hundreds, if not thousands of people now in their industry. And I always like to ask them, like, how do you get your clients? How do you get your clients? And anyone that I know that is, you know, with a few exceptions, I'll say 98% of the time, they say, oh, referral, referral, mm-hmm. referral. It's like, yeah, I built it. And then people start talking about me and they got their friends in, and then I got their friends, friends, and friends, 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 or whatever. That's how they built their business. Yes, they augmented with little things, little promotions, little things. But in the end, it was always about doing great work and really getting those referrals. That's how they built their business. So they didn't just show up in the town with 50 followers on Instagram and start posting and then people were pouring into their salon. It just doesn't happen. See, the thing, how we get sometimes confused is that we look at the people that we think are successful and role models as lash artists and we see what they're doing, what they're posting, what Mm -hmm. they're saying and we think we have to do the same thing if we want to be successful. But I want to break it apart for you. It's not the same. An influencer lash artist is a different target than we do as uh, lash artists that are just working on clients every day, doing lashes alone in a room for a living because our target audience is the client that comes in for getting her lashes done. The influencer's target client is you. They're trying to attract you and they're doing a good job because they are attracting you and you're like, oh man, I wish I was that. I wish I was doing what they're doing Yeah, because they're attracting you. And then you think, you turn around and go, well, I guess I got to do that. So I see lash artists sometimes posting photos and their pages. I'm like, who is that for? That's for lash artists. That's not for uh, a client who wants to come into your salon. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my clients wouldn't care what I looked like in a bikini. Nope. Or what car you drive, what bag you have, or what vacations you've gone on. We actually go out of our way, generally on our Instagram, not to really share any of the personal stuff because we don't first want to create envy. That's not our job. That's what our Instagram page is about. And we want to attract people who want to learn about business, who want to learn about lashes. That's what we're trying to attract. Everything else is really secondary and so we just don't do it yeah once a blue moon we may share a little victory but that's mostly if it's something that it's affecting our industry not so much that oh yeah I, we just went on a big vacation or something like that that's that's a, who cares where i go on vacation it's irrelevant my friends will know and that's about it one of the things that you just we just want you to feel that stop feeling that pressure to perform to fit into the bigger social club i mean of course if you have this game plan to be a big trainer one day you need to start creating a page in fact i would say create a separate page that's just for lash artists where you post tips, tricks, information, aspirational stuff that helps to get lash artists on board and then have your other page that's strictly for attracting someone locally in your area. Your page really just needs to have photos of your work. You showing photos of you, you should definitely have your face. I can't, there's still so many Instagram pages when I'm looking at people, I'm like, where's the face? Who's behind this brand? I have no idea. Their name's not in the bio. Their location's not in the bio. And there's nothing on there. It's like you're, you're invisible, guys, basically. So you want to make sure your name, your location, and your face is on your page. But you don't have to show what your next vacation is, your next trip, your bags. All that stuff is irrelevant. It doesn't attract you to your ideal client. And this is something that I have to continually remind myself and tell myself the truth. Sometimes I'll get upset with Paul because he'll post in our junkie kitchen or he'll be shooting a video and I'll be in it and I look like Frankenstein, I think, you know? And That's he, impossible. You know, yeah. oh, this is so sweet. But I feel like, oh, I haven't done my makeup. I haven't, you know, but it's like I've got to continually shed that concern. If I really truly live like I believe that my possessions are not all that I have, then it's okay to show my junky house. <laughs> and the reason why we are okay with it, because really what we are investing in life is people. 
right? As Christians, we feel like there's two things that we live for. We love God, right? Live for God for the greater kingdom, right? And we live for people. God, the Bible says, you know, love God and then love others, right? That's really the two great commands of the Bible. So for first, we are to make sure that our life is in line with what we believe in the Bible. We are Christians. We follow Christ. We live our faith out for what we call an audience of one, really. That's right. But at the same time, I know a lot of you are here like, well, I'm not a Christian or I'm not religious or whatever. That's fine. We can still I, be friends. We still be friends. We love way, you. <laughs> we still love you. But I would encourage you then the second thing to really be aiming for is loving your community, loving the people in your life. The relationships that you have, invest in those. See, we were talking about this. And it's like at the end of your life, are yeah. you going to be like, you know, bring me my Prada handbag. Bring, bring me, me my Mercedes Bring me my YSL shoes. Yeah. Line them up along my, as, my hospital bed. As you're bed. dying, you, you have all your possessions you've collected in your life. You said, just make a cocoon of nice things that I've collected all these years. Tell all my friends to go to hell. I just want my possessions here as I'm about to die. No, that's ridiculous. No one wants that. You'll be all alone in the room with your possessions. Who wants that? Just like how we work, alone in a room. Yeah, alone. Right? You spent your whole life alone in a room, doing lashes. Now you're alone in a room with all your grand possessions of your life. No one thinks that way. If that day comes and you have a chance to look back and look at your life, you're going to want to see who are the people that I had impact. Who are the people I was connected to? That's your legacy. People are going to remember you because you were giving, because you were loving, you were kind. They're not going to be here. She had the nicest car. Really, that's what you were remembered for when you die. She had the nicest car. Really? That's your value? I mean, fine. If that's your value, I, I, mean, I guess I should be careful here. I'm not the judge and say, if that's your value, go for it. But that's not the life I want to live. I don't want to be remembered for what car I had, what house I had, what bags I had, what vacations I went on. Those are all irrelevant. I want to be known that I loved people and that I was a follower of Christ and that I loved him, and I lived my life for him, and I lived my life for others. I was not just a person living for just the here and now. And by the way, the things that you can't even keep or control, because circumstances in life sometimes happen, and it takes everything away from you. We have been there. We have lost everything. We have lost everything. We built a six-figure salon. Seven-figure salon. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, money is like, you know. Not your strength. (laughs) We built a very successful salon, and it was lost. Yeah. We had to close it in in shame. I mean, we did dumb things, but it was still a lot of ways, a lot of injustice happened. And there's things that can happen. I had a friend growing up in, in school who got leukemia at 18 and died, like a year later. I mean- did he deserve that? I mean, that's not the way life is. Life, so, you know, if you spend your whole life just trying to collect things and possessions and show them off on Instagram, then if that day comes and it all comes for all of us, you want to just die with all of those things? Or would you rather have looked at your life and say, at least I loved my family. I was there for my kids. I was there for my friends. I was there for my last community. With what I had, I invested in the people. Now, some people, honey, would say, you're just saying this because you're poor. Yeah, that's you right. You really are just poor. poor. Yes, yes, You've yeah. never been there. You've never been Only, successful. Yeah, and, and here's the one thing we've learned, because Tessa's clients are literally off the charts. Like, these are the, not even the one percenters. They're above the one percenters. No, wait, wait, let me just tell you the story. Like, yeah. I asked one of my clients, because we have the Arcadia racetrack around here, and I said, hey, do you, you go to the races? You know, you go to the tra-. She's like, oh, our horse won the triple crown last year. 
Yeah. The Triple Crown is like three major race, bridge races all over, you know. Yeah, it's it's the most elite, rich people in the world that have, on the horses for the, these races, yes. And I was like, oh, okay, that's nice. Yeah, you don't just go to the racetrack and you actually win the Triple Crown with your horse. It was a few years ago. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. Anyhow, those people, as Tuss has gotten to be really good friends with them and know them, over because the, some of her clients have been 15 years now. Yeah. She's learned, no. Money doesn't buy happiness. You, you hear the same sorrows, the same complaints. Yes, they're not worrying about paying rent. No, no. They have the peace of mind to be able to buy any purchase that they want. To You know, that money really can help ease that sense of, how am I going to make my next payment? Yeah. They don't worry about those kinds they of things. They don't worry. But at the same time, they don't have, a lot of them don't have a relationship. They're not intimate with people. They are, they, part of it, you can't trust anyone because everyone wants your money and everyone's trying to find a deal with you. So you're not even really truly able to connect with people in the same kind of way. There's so many issues with that. And I'm not saying that being rich is bad. No, being rich can be wonderful. We're doing quite fine. We're not rich by in my mind, in my opinion. I still like fine. coupons and I still like Sheen and I still like a good bargain. Yeah. I mean, if I have a choice... I'd rather go to the spa. I'd yeah. rather have an experience. She likes services. I like good food. That's kind of like our weaknesses. That's why I like. How, you know, Tess will get to me and go, hey, why are we spending so much money on this meal? Because I'm like, this meal is so good. Because I like being with people. I like talking. And I like having good food together. That's really, for me, one of my highest values. And or serving people, really. Like through our podcast and other means. So just helping people with their lives. But that all said, I guess we just wanted to come bring this full circle here. And just say that. We thought of this episode because we wanted to release you from the burden of Instagram. If you want to just have a small, not small, just a business that provides for your family, then just build Instagram that helps you verify that you're a salon that does lashes so that people can find you. They can see pictures of your work. And go, Oh, yeah, she's great. Because most likely they're going to hear from you through a friend or through Yelp or Google, not through Instagram. You need the Instagram for that purpose. So now you don't have to worry about posting every day. You can just post once a week, once a month. As long as you have enough relevant stuff on the page that shows what you do, that's all you really need. That takes a lot of pressure. Now you're building a business that works for you versus you serving your business. And then invest in the people in your lives. I would encourage you to invest in the things that are unchangeable. Yeah. We can lose wealth in a moment. We can lose health. We can lose those things. Those things can be taken from us from no fault of our own. And I want you to invest in something that will always be able to give you joy and peace no matter what state you're in. Yeah. And for us, that is our relationship with God. Now, like I said, if that's not your thing, that's okay. Invest in people. Invest in relationships. They will yeah. be so much more rewarding than the things that you don't have control of. A legacy full of people and lives. I mean, the best example was, I remember we were oh, talking yeah, about this. that's right. It's a Wonderful Life, George Bailey. George Bailey, he's invested his life. He wanted to be this big, rich, successful person. And he ends up throughout his life sacrificing his financial wealth and his opportunities for those that matter most in his life. And then when he finally comes to the realization that it was all for nothing and he's going to kill himself, that's when God comes in and shows him with the angel that, hey, you actually did invest in the right things. You did care about the right people. You did do the right stuff. And the fact that you want to kill yourself is a shame, so let me show what will happen if you do. And then he finds out that his life has meaning, has purpose, because he invested in people, not in possessions, not in money, not in things. And it didn't mean that he didn't have problems at the end, because at the end, he was financially broke. He was about to go to jail for yeah. covering 
covering for Uncle Billy's <laughs> mix-up where he lost the money at yeah. the bank, right? But then what happens? Because of those relationships that he invested in, all the people in the community comes around and said, George Bailey, we love you. Yeah, and they all donate the money and pay off the debt and, and, and save the day. But it's, I'm sorry if you haven't seen the movie, just wrecked it for you. Who hasn't seen It's a I Wonderful know. Life? But what I love about the movie, because it's very affirming that this is what really matters. It's, it's a very American film, but it very much, I think, connects this idea that ultimately people over profits is what really matters. People over things is what really matters. As a Christian, for us, it's, you know, it's people, I always say, it's God first, then people, because, but God loves people, so you're really, that's all in one big package for us. That's economy, yeah. And so for us, it makes sense. And by the way, anyone ever wants to know about our faith, we don't talk about a lot here on the episode. We're always open to talk about with people. If you're always like, what is this? You guys talk about Christianity, talk about Christ, talk about God once in a while, and your faith, and that's helped you. We're always willing to talk about it. I'm not just here to proselytize on our podcast because this is about business and lashes. But at the same time, I can't remove my faith from everything I do. So I just want to put it out there in case someone ever wants to talk to us. DM us or call us. It's all good. Anyhow, back. Or if you just need prayer. Yeah, or you need prayer. We're always open to praying for, for people. Just Once in a while, people ask you. us. Yeah, people ask us to pray for them, and we do. So anyhow, back to the thing. So hopefully this is releasing some pressure. I mean, I felt like this is one of those things where the balloon has expanded all the way and it's about to pop. And I just want to take that little thing in the bottom and go, <laughs> and release that pressure so it's not going to explode because maybe you're feeling too much stress from Instagram, too much just weight on you, and you're just trying to build a business that makes you happy. And Instagram, you go on and you just feel less pressure. All these other people have everything and you don't. And and by the way, Instagram's really good lying. I think we all know that. There's there's people that maybe have possessions and things, but yet they're two hundred thousand dollars in debt now, and they're just barely making payments. But they're not going to show that. No, so who's going to show that? And I'm not saying they are that. It's a lot of these people maybe have been financially really smart too. It's irrelevant, right? It's what you want or what you're trying to build, and I, we want to encourage you to build for the long term for a real legacy. So when you do pass, people look back at your life and go, "Wow." She really lived a life of meaning. Love people. Not that, wow, she traveled to 80 countries. I don't think that's anyone's gonna care. She traveled to 80 countries and she never had never had kids or didn't care about kids or didn't care about her family she or had her a loved lot one. Of great dessert. Yeah, she had <laughs> a great dessert. So anyhow, hopefully that's helpful. Hopefully that do you think we covered everything, Tess? I think so. I, the only thing I want to do is I want to give a quick prayer to anybody, um, to my sisters right now. So just pardon me, but Father God, I just want to lift up my um, sisters and brothers who are listening right now and anybody who is in need of a special encouragement. Father God, I just pray that you would open their eyes to see the blessings that they have around them. Father, I pray that you provide them opportunities to seek out ways that they could solve any wanting or lacking or hurting in their lives. I pray that you would show them what true joy is, give them peace, understanding, and health in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, that is it. That's all we have for you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. And by the way, go get your LashCon ticket now before it is all, they're all gone. They will be gone this year. I've said that in the past. I thought, well, maybe, hopefully. No, no, this year we sold half our tickets almost already, guys. So go get them. On behalf of my Lash Cactus Tusney, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. 